Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Lally PB. My roommates got into a fist fight arguing about whether or not Gina Davis's character dropped the ball on purpose at the end of a league of their own. Which one of you was arguing that she didn't? I want to fight you myself. So you're so that's you you come from the place of she did drop the ball on purpose. There's no other place. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm just clarifying that that's your stance. Apparently there is, because there's one person out there who would still who, like to who believes that <laughs> Who believes that Lori Petty generated the force to jar the ball, ball loose from a Gina Davis who was trying to... Her character arc was completed. Yeah. She was trying to give her sister a win. It was the last best gift she could give her sister before they were separated again. I'm sorry there. What if she choked? What oh. if she choked? <laughs> oh, we are in a fight now. I'm sorry. I thought this would be funnier. We can cut this. Do you think? Do you th- like? Do you think she told her teammates that's what she did? No. She let, let me that. let me put it this way: if if you were Gina Davis and you that, carried that's this, different that that character doesn't have that level of egotism. But if you, but how long could you carry this around before, like, eventually you're going to get into a different fight with your sister and you're going to say, oh, yeah, well, I fucking dropped that ball. Oh, let me be clear. I'm not Gina Davis. I would hold this for maximum impact and bring it up like 20 years later. Like on their deathbed? Like whisper it? Wow. Or at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, look, there's the ball I dropped on purpose because I'm stronger than you and better at baseball. Always was, always will be. Go Peaches. The movie definitely wants you to believe she dropped the ball on purpose. Like, 
they they very it's it's very clearly like that's what they that's the story they want yes i don't see how any other reading of the movie as a text is possible i would now pay ten thousand dollars to hear mad dog russo and mike francesa reunite <laughs> oh this. god i would no way no way mike no those dames no way no way those, joked. those dizzy dames it completed a character arc mad dog had to. It was beautiful. Had to. What was the movie beautiful. they watched together? They watched The Horse Whisperer. Yes. <laughs> she had to do it. She had to it do was it. the right. No, the actual quote was they're sitting there and Mad Dog goes, She had to do it. And very thoughtfully and gravely, Mike Princessa <laughs> nods his head and goes, It was the right call, dog. <laughs> It's the best thing ever published in the New Yorker, it's and it really is about good. these two fucking morons. <laughs> Wait, this was in the New Yorker? It was yeah. in the New Yorker. Yeah. It's sublime. Yeah. I can't believe I've never shown this to you. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It's so, I when I read it, I had to put it down because I was crying laughing for five minutes it's straight. Really fu- it's really quite funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, just the two of them discussing League of Their Own. They're like, Lori Petty, yeah, she's not a five-tool player. Not a five-tool player. <laughs> but what a dame. I mean, she's scrappy. I'll give her that. That Rosie O'Donnell, though. <sighs> All those curves and me with no <laughs> The Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, joined by my co-host, Jason Kirk. Hello, Jason. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> how's your we- how's your week going, buddy? Oh, it's going pretty good so far. Um little bit little bit of gray sky out here, but we're persevering. It's not quite hoodie weather. Looks like it, doesn't feel like it though. Mm. Don't be fooled. Yeah, we're. I think we got into we got into false false fall. No, right? we, we've been through cowards fall. Cowards fall, and now we are in summer three Summer three It was kind of a. It was like shitty weather. Like should should I put on a hoodie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were making a jersey hoodie combination. Like if we had one of those uh, thin hoodies made of jersey material. The, Ooh, I, I love like those. That. The thin hoodie. Mm-hmm. The the, mm-hmm. the real real thin hoodie. That's the perfect. I wish garment. that they were more popular, like nationally, because really that would be all we needed here. Shoodies season. I like it. The other voice you are hearing is our perpetual guest host, Holly Anderson. I haven't been a guest for months. Why are you erasing me? Uh, I'm sorry. Just Her- like in real life. Just like in real life. Holly Anderson. Hi, Holly. How are you? I was better a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But then the podcast started. <laughs> now I'm literally tethered to you by metal cords. Tethered by metal cords. Uh, not tethered to me by metal cords, but by bonds of emotion too strong to break. Counselor Ryan Nanny. Didn't we almost have it all? I would... Uh... I would actually prefer to be called guest host because I feel it gives me um, a level of legal distance that might come in handy down the Plausible road. Plausible deniability. Oh, no, no, you're, oh no, you're in this. We've been through this. You're a lawyer, so everything we say here is protected. That's right, including the listeners. The listeners, everything that they're saying back to us in their cars, in their homes, 
uh, wherever they're listening to this out in the wilderness. Which Listener, who listeners, knows? after you end this podcast, which could be right now, who's to say? Um, Someone could end this podcast. I want you to Google crime fraud exception. That's it. Ooh. <laughs> it's again you are your own attorney remember that's the most powerful attorney you have yourself don't hmm. say anything look up crime fraud exception do your own research ryan has mm-hmm. there been have you or anyone you loved been hit or harassed or damaged by a pedal based form of entertainment and bar in nashville no and are it, there pedal tavern lawyers I'm there telling him this be. is this is a oh, sideline. You need to be a pedal tavern lawyer. Yeah, it beats being a blogger. Am I am I working for the pedal taverns or am I working for those accosted? <gasps> you could by chase them? an ambulance pretty easily if it was a pedal tavern. If it was pedal, you were making. Yeah. I think yeah. you're making your own reign by establishing two law firms, bankrolling the other one, and ginning up an entire economy of pedal tavern-related lawsuits. So one is pedal prosecution and one is pedal crime defense? Yes. I mean, okay. I mean, the city recently filed a lawsuit to shut down the hot tub pedal tavern. I don't think that one's a, that, I don't think that one's a pedal tavern, but it is a, a like mobile hot tub. Wait, are you trying to tell me somebody was running an unlicensed hot, mobile hot tub? Yeah, hot tub I machine. believe that's right. Yeah, I believe oh that is Oh my right. god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I want to stop. Holly, did you say hot tub crime machine? Hot. I did, thank you. I love you and I cherish you. Thank you. <laughs> From is, three! Is, is Nashville just like lazy Vegas? Like, just, just <laughs> yes! sit and wait and just sit and wait yes! and this yeah. like half-ass debauchery will roll past you and you can climb on. Yeah, I, I mean, my favorite yeah. fact that's like 10 years old, sure. although I, I, I'm sure it's still true. Do you know where the top three highest concentration, like where the like in the world, the top three highest concentrations of either like physical weddings, chapels or weddings performed per year are hmm. one is Vegas, which you can probably guess. Two is Istanbul, or at least it was at the time. Three is Gatlinburg. Huh? So the idea that I have in mind is that you converge from wherever you are in the Midwest on Nashville for your bachelor party, and then you just continue marauding east like a parade of locusts that has monogram decals in your back window. Basically, can I tell you a little bit about the hot tub? I would. Oh, I want I to hear nothing but. Hold okay. all my calls okay. while you do this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize it as best I can. There is there is a. There is one of the traveling bachelor slash bachelorette bacchanalia devices uh, is called Music City Party Tub. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, dudes do this? I thought this was a ladies only problem. I I think this. uh, No, I think some of these are like dudes and ladies. Do they have seat belts on the ones for dudes? I have concerns. Uh, I don't know, actually. I just okay. want to know how many dudes rented it, and they were just like, all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, so we got eight dudes in a hot tub. This is nowhere near as entertaining as we wanted it to be. Oh, disagree. So the city's lawsuit alleges that Music City Party Tub, uh, uh, just a wonderful phrase to say, is operating illegally without a public swimming pool permit, but it also is is not registered with the state and does not have a business license. And basically what they say happened is... In 2019, the proprietor of this submitted, like, was told by the health department, like, all right, submit some design plans for your mobile hot tub, apply for this permit, whatever. 
they they had somebody go and inspect the trailer that has a hot tub on it and give and they gave him a list of things that had to be done before they would give him a permit and then he just never showed up he never came (laughs) back and he just started rolling around town in his hot tub in his mobile hot tub they can't catch him they can't find him no, well, we've clearly discovered a Nashville Philly portal. We have yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He except he slips back to Pennsylvania as soon as he turns the corner. Here's the key difference: in Philly, they would just say this is illegal, and that's why I like it. This guy claims that his hot tub is fifty gallons short of the minimum capacity for a public yeah. pool. That sounds yeah. like an insult that you would whisper to somebody at like a family reunion. He's fifty gallons short. He's about short. fifty gallons short of hot tub, <laughs> and he's going bald too. Bless his heart. But the but the city is like that requirement doesn't that exemption doesn't exist. You just made it up. Well, what is the like? How how big is this swimming? What is uh, how big? I think it has to do more with like how you're using something versus how big it is. But who swims in a hot tub? Isn't this legislated? Okay, I have a serious question. <laughs> yeah, doesn't Keep this fall <laughs> under the? Doesn't this fall under the same general umbrella of legislating intent that gets us into into philosophical hot water with legislating hate crimes? No pun intended. Because ultimately, I mean, what you're legislating here is intent, right? I I guess so. Yeah, I guess I guess it is about like what is the intended use of your. So you're saying. It would be perfectly fine if this gentleman had Music City Party Tub, but it was just for him. And because he has decided <laughs> to make it a business, uh-huh. he uh-huh. has crossed the line. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, it's it's not a it's not a swimming pool. It's a wet chair. Yeah. Mm. What if what if it was just like, hey, I have a private club. I drive around uh-huh. and I sell memberships to my friends to sit in I my have a chair. All right, all right, all right. Does it matter? Have, D- hold on. Trademark, by hold the way. On. Trademark. Does it trademark. matter? Does it matter that he has a hashtag on the back of the on the back of the the vehicle that says Splashville? No. Anybody could have put that there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that so may, can't can't he just argue this is my bus and it has rained? Of all the places to argue for the existence of rogue bands of ladies. Yeah. Wandering around town with their cricket machines, just plastering decals on everything. Nashville's the strongest case. Splashville, by the way, it's an old family name. We're French. Splash V. Hmm. I don't see what's wrong with having a very leaky bus. But I mean, it, I want to be clear. This is not. He didn't just like put a tarp up in some ways to like. It's a literal hot tub so and then it was filled with rain it's not his fault what if okay what if we turn off the heat on the thing mm-hmm. fill it with fish <laughs> give everyone hooks and lures <laughs> and rods and we turn it into a floating fishing pond aka like the livest well imaginable I like that we've come back to live wells where there should not be live wells, like three yeah. episodes in a row. Sure. What, I love this energy. What could go wrong, by the way, with getting a bunch of idiots who would party in Nashville on a Friday night hammered and handing them hooks they can send flying through the air? <laughs> what, if we, what if we use the little magnet fish and give them oh, that's a little cute. magnet? Yeah. 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 Then no one can be harmed. And like additional that. potential of electrocution, which I like. What if we go the other way and give everyone spear guns? Harpoon guns. 
Yeah. Hey, we're going harpooning for my bachelor party. Oh. It's called the House of Five Hours George Later. Carlin said, don't ever fight a crying woman with a harpoon gun entering a sports bar. <laughs> and we're about to test that theory. That's the last time you do that to me, Randy, you son of a bitch. Right. Anyway, you've given, us a, lot, you've given us a lot to, thought, to think hey, about. Hey, you're welcome. Um, you know, Nashville, they say they're business friendly, but then they tell you that you got to get a license for your hot tub on a truck. And it's like, where, show me in the Constitution. Show me in the Commerce Clause. It ain't there. Hot tub is not in the Constitution. I look frequently. Interstate Commerce Clause for a reason. This is Broadway. Right. This is the inner tube commerce class (laughs) nailed god i hope that exists (laughs) this is like i I, you brought so much to the show this week ryan because this wasn't even what you wanted to talk about to start the show you have an existential issue yeah i'm kind of that wasn't the existential no this isn't the existential i just assumed this was it okay no my existence is perfectly fine outside of uh nashville party pool um so I, I tweeted a, a pointless tweet. That's not the important thing. I said that I thought the bridesmaid dresses in the Fansville commercial where they have the wedding, I was like, I think those actually look very nice. I think like that's of bridesmaid dresses I have seen, like it's a pretty nice color, looks good on people, looks good on like a wide range of people. There's no know. weird silhouettes. Right, right. I'm like, I think, I think that, you know, throw away meaningless, whatever. And then Dr. Pepper responded to me and said, if it was up to us, that'd be the color of the wedding dress. Are they calling Natalie a tramp? Sure. I mean, great question. Natalie is a tramp, but they were overruled by some kind of power over Dr. Pepper. Right. Who has more power than Dr. Pepper? That's my question. So that's my that that's where I'm really getting tripped up because it's like it is up to Dr. Uh, like unless Dr. Pepper is telling us that Fansville is a simulation spun out of their control where they cannot dictate With our help. Right. And I'm like I mean this was basically our ch- we basically manifested Fansville lore into the real world on our own. So, you, Do, so who controls it now? So you have like huh. a, it's kind of a matrix situation, right? Where where they're bringing they're trying to define the neo who can reset the whole thing. Um, the the color of the dress is it's like the color of a Dr Pepper can. It's that dark red, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and on the wedding dress, also she does have the jersey stripes down the side. The very nice the very nice accent. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is, if it were up to them, that color would be on the the bridal dress entire i that appears to be the case yeah but, but it's like, not up to them who is it up to well it could have, i mean wh- why wouldn't it just be up to her she said no dr pepper i li- i do my own research i don't listen to doctors that, that but see even even in that <laughs> so so not what but there, now you're, yeah this woman within the dr pepper universe whom we love she's our favorite character uh you're saying that she now has free will right well, why, of course they all did all along why You're saying you? everyone in the oh, Dr. Man. Pepper universe has free will and are of making course. these choices of their own volition? Did, wow. uh, where, did, where, did we think they were animatronics all along, controlled controlled via Dr. Pepper's mind I, machines? Listen, this is going to make me sound really stupid, but I thought they were actors. Oh. Until now. No. They, they, these, they're doing, they do these performances live uh, 100 times per Saturday, over and yeah. over. 
Eddie George actually is animatronic, though. There, there really is a Stephen King story that lines up almost exactly with this, and it's called "You Know They Got a Hell of a Band." This is terrifying. It's about literal rock and roll heaven being a a tourist trap town mm-hmm. on a on a lonesome highway that you get lost on, and all the dead rock and rollers are trapped there performing forever. What what I see here is Dr. Pepper wanted her dress to be a certain color, and she rejected the patriarchy. She elected the 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 dress that she uh, that she wanted. That's actually a very canny feminist inversion of insisting upon uh, the uh, insisting upon the color so associated, uh, you know, with with purity and all of the you know, all of the baggage that has come with that throughout sure. the centuries. So maybe well, sure. she's <laughs> like, she's like, I'm definitely not a virgin, but I will wear this dress. Fuck you. Well, and also it has red accents. Like that, clear, that sure. clearly yeah. indicates I am my own person. This might have been a dress inherited from a grandmother or something, but it has, so who decided, oh, it hasn't. No, it so, hasn't. Her grandmother's dress was also football themed because this is Fansville. Experience. So she also decided to have Joe Theismann at her calling her wedding? Yes, so that he could be tackled, just raised across the board by her. Right. Yeah. So what does Dr. Pepper control at this point? Uh, I think that's, is is that the overall story? Dr. (laughs) Pepper's losing control. (laughs) Has Fansville broken contain? Do they control the portal through which Fansville now, like basically do they just control the windows? Did the transfer portal appearing in Fansville work a little too well? Are there immutable laws of the fans? Like, is the, so there's the Lysine contingency in Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs have to <laughs> right. be given Lysine or they will die. Is Dr. Pepper the Lysine? Uh, I feel so bad that Felder's not here right now. Is Dr. Pepper the Lysine of the Fansville human population? God, you know, would know too. listener out there, if you are interested in seeing the first work of fiction to develop a fully functioning rule for physical active transfer portals uh that that work their way in and out of a college football themed universe simple7.com thank you it was a year ago it's okay it's okay a year and a half ago it's okay uh still good far as i can tell so good still works Uh, dr pepper doesn't control that either there's no dr pepper in it because they couldn't afford it. the color of the cover suggests Mm. that it's within the extended universe doesn't it that's true makes you think Anyway, uh, Dr. Pepper, come throw us some fucking sponsorship money, you cowards. Seriously, the amount of the amount of emotional labor that we have thrown this sentient soda brand of, again, our own free will. Actually, Uh, I'm I'm going to bypass the fake powers at Dr. Pepper. Okay, we have. Yeah, just just like the brat. The puppet government (laughs) at Dr. Pepper. User Ben DeMouth uh, suggestion uh, has a, a suggestion for our slogan for when Dr. Pepper picks up a sponsorship of this show, which is 23 fa- flavors, 23 flavors, and about 25 snakes. <laughs> 24 flavors of snake. Um, Maybe. Hey, you know what, Jason? That sounds like you're doing a little bit of podcast business. <laughs> yeah. What's that song? Podcast business. What's that business? Podcast business. It's a business, podcast business, with the business, it's the stuff we do to make money to feed our dogs and cats and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get to a second verse. Home field we... apparel. <laughs> they got shirts with dogs and cats and stuff. <laughs> so many 
many dogs and cats? They got a lot. As they've as they've noted, uh, dogs and cats are very popular shirts. The their their uh, their number two shirt of Big New Saturday was a dog playing golf. Number one was also an animal, if I, if I recall correctly. A lot alligators perform very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, the ta- our our Tampa listeners got very upset at me in particular last week because I did not acknowledge that USF, despite not being part of Big New Saturday, is now part of the Homefield family. So if you I want, know. if you want to get a very top-heavy bull standing on its two high on its two back legs, looking like it's ready to like fight and hug you, the traditional form of Tampa greeting, um, you can get that now. Fight Gold. hug, yeah. Go Golden Ramens. It is a it is a sick logo, like that nineties USF logo. Is he? That's good. I like the 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 uh, the rhombus bank logo one, like the mm-hmm. the very um, bank logo is the only way I can describe it. It that is a very Tampa thing that that US, USF. They're like, what does our logo look like? And you're like a really tough, nasty bank, <laughs> dirty bank. <laughs> Dirty bank. <laughs> it's a very drugs very bank thing. It is the most comfortable dirty bank shirt you will ever wear. <laughs> this bank you can still smoke in. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> Why Fight are you bank. coming up with awesome business? You have no license for your bank you can smoke in, Ryan. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. And for this some the- reason, it's like a tractor I roll around Nashville. Welcome to smoking bank. Pedal bank. <laughs> Hot tub bank. <laughs> we got wet money and cigarettes. <laughs> we only take. We got wet crypto. Hot tub dimes machine. You look like you had a bad. You look like you had a bad day at the beach, brother. <laughs> Do you need to lay low somewhere? Come to Tampa Smoking Bay. Lay in the back of the hot tub. Your wanted stars will will go down so quickly. Cops they can't see you them. underwater if it's warm. <laughs> it's got healing properties. Fame, predator, pre- you know who can't see you in the hot tub? Predator. Predator has no <laughs> idea where you are. Predator's mm-hmm. like, damn it, he disappeared, and he also appears to be so relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'm detecting immense relaxation and invisibility. Yeah. Predator just wanted to go to Jason Aldean's bar, but instead he fuck with him. <laughs> Do it! Buy me a yard of beer! Buy Holly's, me a huge cartoonist drink! Holly's physical re- revulsion to this is the correct response. Oh, it's so loud, he's in my monitor. <laughs> just do the tiny donkeys thing again. Tiny donkeys, in the hot tub with me! The wet chair, and my tiny donkeys. <laughs> wet donkeys. My tiny donk and the tiny donkeys. I would, I would, listen, I'm not that interested in Lower Broad. I would go down to Broadway for Arnold Schwarzenegger's Tiny Donkey Honky Tonk. We go donkey I need. Can we take an intermission? I need to cry. I need to cry because this is so beautiful. <laughs> this isn't even what the show is about today. No, home field no. apparel. Home field yeah, apparel. Home. Oh yeah, you um, use offer code fullcast to get twenty percent off your first order. That's uh, right. And and maybe honky tonk, honky tonk, tiny donkey will make its appearance there at some point. Because I'm a I'm I'm a donkey tonk man, <laughs> and I don't know when to stop. Love to hear the little sound of their hooves when they go clip clops. <laughs> fuck, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I'd st- I, like when I started this day. I didn't think I'd end up singing Dwight Yoakam and Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice. Shout out but to Colorado School of Mines, the original anyway, Donkey Tonk can- School. <laughs> you know what you could put into the jukebox at Arnold's Tiny Donkey Honky Tonk? Acorns. That's right, money. <laughs> you can put dimes. money. Your you retirement account. <laughs> Your whole retirement yes. account. <laughs> put the entire retirement account into it. Why retire in a retirement home when you can retire in Arnold's roving donkey hot tub? Acorns.com. Put on by Messina 58,000 times and leave. Slash full cast. Where if you go to the thing and download the thing, you get $5. She thinks my donkey's sexy. A few seconds earlier with those $5. Plus the money you add to those $5 that then multiplies via market magic. You know, with, the com. The bad, with the demise of the bad boy mowers bowl, we can use our retirement accounts to find, uh, to found our own line of tractors and lawn equipment. John Donk, <laughs> they're crimson for wide-hipped men. Okay. <laughs> according according to the app, I will still be working uh, at age eighty-three, but I have a but feeling that we're whittling it down. That's on right. The mower. Yeah, honestly, we're I will rest my bones on the mower in the donkey tub. That is traveling throughout Nashville while I bank. I mean, Acorns also hasn't taken into account the the money you're going to see from your competing hot tub pool business. So, yeah, or from your competing children who can both have their own early start accounts under the early plan. Uh, let me give you the score this week. Oh, we've had some we've had some motion, y'all. Okay, because my uh, you, as you're familiar, my younger son has been embezzling from his account. And making his own investments right now, we are down to the lowest margin yet. Wow! Yeah, yeah older son, older son. The, the clash lo- is coming. The law-abiding the one, reckoning, is catching up now. This means one of two things has happened: one, either my younger son is siphoning off money from his account slowly, like a gas leak, so that I won't notice it until it's too late, or. The older son has figured out how to do crimes now and is catching up that way because the am margin I, is am now. I, am I wrong 50, in saying he would, he would tell you if he had figured out how to do crimes? I'm committing crimes. Yeah. Okay. Would. All right. Yeah. So let's He's just rule that one out. He'd Unless he doesn't know it's a crime. Mm. Yeah. Unless I get, unless I put down my headphones today and go over and he immediately says, hey, dad, I'm committing crimes. He might do that. He does crave approval. He's at that age. Yeah, he would. And I'd approve. I love this <laughs> sequel to Hell or High Water. Yes. It's my favorite part of the Acorns experience. My children learning the joy of investing and on the side financial crimes. If you're going to be a real investor, you have to commit some kind of financial crime. All Acorns. finance is crime. Yeah. All finance Acorns. is crime. Acorns. All property is theft. We but love not all, sponsors. Not all crime is finance. But not all theft is property. But all <laughs> crime is fun. That's true. <laughs> all hot tubs are technically wet naps, but not all wet naps are hot tubs. <laughs> oh, man, you could take a wet nap in there. See? <laughs> this is how Spencer yeah. dies. This is 100% how oh, Spencer took a nap in the Nashville <laughs> hot tub and he drowned. I just ate ribs. What do I do? <laughs> hot tub. <laughs> You are the I only can... adult I know who sleeps like on their stomach as though they have been dropped into their crib. Yeah. 
this could happen. You could drown in very shallow water. You know, every now and then there'll be a story out of Arizona where they're like, two retirees were found dead in their hot tub. It turns out that they'd each had like nine drinks and yep. they'd smoked a bunch of weed and taken a bunch of pills and they were like, hey, let's go chill in the hot that tub. That sounds fantastic. That never sounds like a tragedy to me. I'm always like, well, you gotta go. <laughs> How are you feeling? Awesome. Super yeah. chill. Super chill. Super chill. <laughs> How did you die? In my badass hot tub? Be fantastic. I mean, if if the answer to how do you, how did you die is I don't know, then how bad could it have been? Yeah, that's true. No, man, I woke up. And somebody's like, "Yeah, you died in a hot tub," and I was like, "Next awesome. thing I know, I was out of there." <laughs> how did you go? Torn to torn to pieces by wolves. Man, that sucked. How did you die? I died in a hot tub, drunk off my ass. That's, Abe, that's nice. Abe, Abe Lincoln would have much rather died in a hot tub. You kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. He's it, it, really tall guy. <laughs> His, his whole upper torso would be pretty cold, I feel. It's got to be a big hot tub, and he's got a slouch. He's got to lay down in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although, the humor the humor of looking up into the balcony and going, Oh, no! He stayed in the hot tub suite too long! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he wrinkled to death. The president is dead. John Wilkes Booth standing there with a gun. You stay in that hot tub. The president has this. disintegrated. Yeah. Six semper hot tub is... This is... The White House Down sequel that we deserve, <laughs> where Olympus White House Drown. <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! Yes! Yes! The president's being held in a hot tub. The he's president is relaxed. so he's having, he's having a good time! <laughs> the president has, is soggy. It has the little neon lights that you can change the colors and everything. It's transfixed. We're invoking Finally. the 25th Amendment because the president's in a hot tub and he's had four beers. He's too chill. <laughs> he's too chill to lead. He's too chill to lead. Too chill to lead. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's that's a pretty good idea. Like before it's you know, before you go into the room where it's like, do we do a war or not? Let mm-hmm. the president get a good soak in and have a few beers and then, and then he gets I, to decide whether we're gonna do Jack the war. Jack Bauer bursts if through you, the door the and shoots the, him in the chest. If the idea of the job being terrible doesn't dissuade you enough from wanting to be president. Think about like four straight years in which you cannot in good conscience pop an edible before bed. That is, I will say, the designated survivor, not the television show, but the actual person at the State of the Union, but they on should the, get to... But on the television show. But on the television show. But on the television show. I think, I think the designated survivor, and we should like have a camera, like a picture in picture during the State of the Union, they should get to be like in a chill out tent or a hot tub or something like that because if things go super wrong and they have to lead the country we do want them in a chill state of mind you want them well rested right. sensory deprivation tank yeah you yeah. want the camera to cut to them and they're kind of unfazed like right ready to lead. wait a second sure Okay, I realize I'm introducing more water to a scenario that if anything calls for drier conditions but man how much better would it be if the State of the Union was... Con- I mean, so there's a dais up at the front, right? Dunk tank. Mm. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Only dunk tank with dodgeball elements. Like, if the president catches your softball, he can throw it back. Sure. Joe sure. Wilson, looking at you. I'm still stuck on the notion of the lone survivor being on the being on the stationary bike. Designated like survivor. Lone survivor is a different television show. I'm sorry. The lone survivor being on the exercise bike like the backup QB. Like, yeah, here he goes. <laughs> holding in. the clipboard like, holding the clipboard there's a net in front of him as he signs as he signs <laughs> he's, he's warming up he's got a ball yeah. cap he has to remove he or she has to remove 
It's like, are you at a Fairfield Inn? Yeah, they, the buffet here is great. He sits in on every meeting. He's there. He's there. He's the first guy in the facility, last mm-hmm. out. Do we uh, do we have any further podcast business that you would like to mention? Let's hey, um, another show. We oh, right. Yeah. Another show. Yeah. We do. The, I love it, in, ca- in case anyone is uh, is still trying to catch up on things this season, if you're looking for the second episode, the weekend recap episode, we still do it. It's on a different feed. Fullcast After Dark is the name of the feed. It also goes up on the Lebetard and Friends account because we are friends of Lebetard as of uh, officially as of a month ago. ago. I like that you. We also have given you two options for how to listen to this show. One, you can listen to it when it gets posted as a podcast, where the audio is like pretty good, pretty normal. And you just sort of hear it uh, start normally and end normally. These are all in you know relative forecast terms. Or you can listen to it on, at Twitter Spaces at like 12:30 in the morning when half our phones don't work and we're not sure when the show has started and things uh, weirdly echo and the transcript says Jason is just saying "mom" over and over again. So you have like two different. You can have like you know vanilla ice cream. Or you can have ice cream with rocks in it. <laughs> you can have ice cream that is, like, still not made yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have milk. Just hot milk. <laughs> hot tub of milk. That's what I- we give you every midnight Eastern Saturday <laughs> on Twitter. I have a confession to make. Yeah. So, it has been, jokes have been made before about how I literally went to school for for this, for performing arts, and uh, audio is obviously my weak spot, and even I with my, look, Tennessee is not a great school, but my program is a good program, and I can't fix the, I can't fix the audio consistently, you know, Cerber is a professional, and the, uh, better than any of us, and the Haint has bested him at times, the Haint is in the process of besting our new engineer from Meadowlark, I got a confession to make. It was about four o'clock in the morning on Saturday night when I was ruminating over the bumpy start we had logging into Twitter spaces because one of the things exacerbating the current conditions on the Saturday night show is that Twitter spaces is itself kind of a mess right now. And that's per Twitter's own engineers They're like, yeah, we're kind of trying this thing. They we have a very shared energy with them, which is, I think, one thing that makes the show really work. They're like, hey, we don't know if this is going to work at all. Why don't you try this? And it's almost impossible to get all of us onto the broadcast at the same time to start the show at the same time. Uh, for the first couple weeks, like mine wouldn't turn on at all. You know, Spencer and I have this weird echo that's following us around. And uh, our listeners have taken it in great stride because we have click trained y'all through much, much worse over the years. And they kind of reveled in being around for the sound check on Saturday night. And about two hours after we all logged out for the night, I sat bolt upright and realized that we all could have just muted our phones until we were all in the Twitter space. We're going to forget on Saturday. You know that. Oh, we're I know. Forget. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. Uh, and if I remember, I have no intent of reminding anyone. Okay. I believe that concludes podcast business. On to on to the show. episode. I'm going to lead us into this. Yeah, it's a good time to start this episode of uh, 44 minutes into server. What are we at? 44? All right, 44 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 44. Right. Sorry, <laughs> microphones don't work. I am a professional at audio. <laughs> yeah, you sound like it. It's a lean 44, though. Uh-huh. Server was better at his job, I maintain, before he joined up with us idiots. So I, I think Server is playing down to his opponent, and I get it. 
I respect oh, it. That's, that's, listen, he I'm is Michigan. reserving his strength. He is like, he is Roger Federer letting, letting some scrub in round one of yeah. Wimbledon take a set off him. Yeah. Yeah, it's six, six four Kingston. three six six one six one. That's still a win. You're still moving on. It's fine. Yeah. So I have for our listening pleasure uh, queued up a number of scenarios from a Twitter prompt we threw out this week, which is, "What is the dumbest thing you have ever been in or witnessed a physical?" fight over now we set some parameters that we thought were very clear and as usual most of you blew by these yes they had to be a physical fight uh yes it had to be you not something you heard about uh we would also accept fights that you saw and no that's about it that's all our parameters so many of our disaster episodes involve uh involve fisticuffs but uh after watching again for the umpteenth time the video of the guy pulling a knife on the other guy uh, as they argued over whether or not Glinda was a witch in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, we, 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 decided to, we decided to take this one to the people. Uh, Spencer, what's the dumbest thing that you have ever physically fought over or witnessed someone fighting over? Um, I got into a fight with a good friend of mine in college because I said the following words please stop reading your journal to me oh god he was reading his journal out loud to me and he said please stop reading your journal to me and at that point we began to fight violently was I it yes <laughs> yes it was so like um, we're gonna have to bleep that out <laughs> good sorry so your opponent insisted on continuing to read, or it was it was very much a you have offended my honor by stating that you have crippling ADHD and can no longer take me reading my it's journal out journal loud to you. It's a journal because it's for you, man. <laughs> I cannot imagine anything worse. And, and then we got into a fight. That's basically just long form Twitter. How'd the fight yeah. go? Uh, I I won. Wes is pretty small. I won. That's that's mm. the problem. Is that I was wearing him like a backpack and slamming him into the door behind me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and did he surrender and say and agree to terms? Well, that's very Jason Bourne of you. Yeah. yeah. No, it was very it was very like I discovered that was when I discovered my fighting style, which was use anything in the room and hit people with it. Yeah. I'm not thump against I, it. I'm not good at fighting. No, but it's but I'm those. very creative. Mm. Very creative. I sure. would have hit him with a phone book if we'd had one, right? I would have done the born thing. Oh, I've never gotten to do that. That that's a dream still. It's not hey, too late. Hey, yeah. next li next live show, I think yeah. we should let if we let's do this. Let's combine two things. If we hit a certain charity bowl goal, mm -hmm. Holly gets to hit Spencer, hit Spencer with, with a, phone a phone book, book. Yeah. at a live show. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I, was I thought you were going to say a member uh, of the winning fan base gets to fight Spencer. I don't like that because Michigan has many students. Michigan has produced many strong. alumni. They know there a lot of things about very, war. Very, very, very Midwestern. They've, they've read a. They've read about a lot of <laughs> duels. <laughs> no, fair yeah. The dumbest fight I have ever witnessed in person was. I'm going to have to obfuscate some details here because of the governmental and religious jobs a couple of the people involved in this brawl now hold. But one of my very good friends. Um, Speaking of Metal Arc, this is not that Poppy, but shout out to Poppy, one of my very best friends at college, who uh, became involved in a lengthy 
bout of fisticuffs over whether or not a deer, a given deer, was in fact a 10-point buck. For those of you who aren't familiar with deer hunting, you can determine whether or not something is a 10-point buck by counting the amount of points on its antlers. The deer in question was dead and right in front of us, and this is an argument that could have been solved by counting to 10. It was like my own real-life version, though I didn't know it yet, of John Boyce's Dumbest Boy Alive. Folks, if you have a hard time counting bucks, acorns.com. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In 2003, some friends mm-hmm. and I went to the Miami-Florida game in Miami. Florida blew a, I want to say a 22, 23-point lead in the second half. Mm-hmm. We drove home that night all feeling terrible through the night. And in the morning, two of my friends fought in the parking lot on campus at Florida. And the subject was, which one was more mature? That's it. There is, <laughs> I have no nuance to the story. There are no other levels. They were just fighting about which one of them was more mature. The um, only fight I can remember being in, in since middle school, I don't remember why it happened. I just remember me me and the homies did a lot of amateur MMA, so like we thought we were really mm-hmm. good at fighting. <clears throat> and we'd also watched a lot of pro wrestling. I think I've talked about it on here. I don't know. We've mm-hmm. done this podcast for about 50 years. But um, in the back room at Publix, this big fellow whose last name was Velarde came charging at me oh, like boy. a damn rhino. So I hooked his head and hit him with the DDT on the cement. Uh, it outweighed me by like 70 pounds, but it's, it was a very easy fight to win. What and everyone thought it was a badass, but all I did was fall over. Yeah, all I did was, okay, you want to go that way? Let's let's go. We are we are both going the way you were going, which is your face <laughs> into the ground. And like his big old like fucking buzz cut, uh, you know, like the, what, I forget the name, crew yeah. cut. Yeah. yeah, his big old crew cut skull just bonk, just a satisfying thump. And then he pops up and goes back to work. It was like I fixed his brain or something. Yeah. <laughs> You, like, I don't know you, what we're fighting about. A though. hard reboot. Yeah, you reset yeah. him. <laughs> Just reset Velarde. Dude, I want to go ahead and rephrase this though, because you just like poor mouthed yourself there. You gave someone a DDT on the concrete floor in the back unplanned, of a Publix, on unplanned. The spur of the moment. Spur yeah, of the moment. Then we just popped up like, okay, I got aisle seven, and you know, that, mm. back to work. Dude, you sold the hell out of that. That that's like. That that's like WrestleMania greatness shit. <laughs> he was oh, yeah, he did sell it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you Arn Andersoned him. That's spectacular. It worked. I love it. All right, we're gonna turn now to the readers. I have collected a number of them, uh, not to trigger any, uh, not not to trigger any fans involved in the Alabama A and M or uh, Ole Miss Arkansas game, but I'm gonna ask all of you to pick six. And we are going to lead off with, uh, oh, no, I'm saving that one for last. I'm going to lead off with, with Looter Suko. With Reader Suko, I just had a small stroke, at It's BP, though, on Twitter. I, I really like this one because of the ending. And also because I feel like there's some missing information that I would like us to just fill in. I don't want it from the reader. At a night game tailgate... My friend threw a bowl of beanie weenies on the ground and started an epic dozen of 18-year-old versus 50-year-olds brawl that the wives had to break up. Was fun, though. (laughs) 
was what, fun. Did, did he dishonor the beanie weenies? Was that the was that the problem, or were the beanie weenies the gauntlet thrown down to signal that he was not going to let some previous insult pass? I think it's the gauntlet. That to me is more entertaining. It's like no, this no further. The beanie weenies drop here. Did the wives think it was fun? Do, do wives like breaking up fights? They had to break. They had to break it up. So I'm guessing no. Although if one of them was the architect of the original beanie weenies, maybe perhaps they started something that they did not feel like uh, finishing for such a lengthy amount of evening. I would like my first one that I would like to discuss here is from at scooter 80 at a frat party my roommate was snooping around and pulled a catering pan out of their fridge containing the prior day's sliced beef the kind where the once liquefied fat has congealed he ate that filth cold and i gave him so much shit he finally had to punch me in the face <laughs> I misread this one initially, and I thought that the, that the reader was so angry at at uh, at his roommate for eating this that he punched him, like out of principle. Right. I have to. Right. So this that, is not really like, this is an honor thing. This is not really a fight over a subject so much as it is this driving is another person. I mean, it's really all fights are about you know defending your shitty choices on one level or another, right? I get this though because yeah. I am the guy who would give him so much shit that I'd get punched. I am that person. Are like, you also the, the guy who would eat the old beef? Yes. Yeah, I am also how, that person. How will you escape his dungeon? <laughs> I this is, I'm the duality. The duality of man. Two statues right guard a door. One only eats old beef. The Two other wolf. only punches. Two wolves are inside. <laughs> one, one only one of them beef. is hungry. Only one of them is hungry. The other one is full, but doesn't feel good. One of them. One of them wishes it could have eaten the old beef. You know, God damn it, Daddy! All that talk about the wolf you feed, and not that talk about what you feed the wolf. I just I couldn't use that information. I, I just know there's just one moment where the guy's just been hit, and the other guy's standing there with the like tin of beef in his hand, right? And it's like shit no, it's all a over. Catering pan. This is like aluminum. Yeah. Right. Well, so I right? see him holding it like Bonk. this, right? And, yeah, and he's but, sitting there just, and he's going like, "Why did you just let me eat my beef?" But here's the Why? problem. Here's the problem. When you have been punched by somebody who just ate a catering tray of old beef. You can't, you can't punch them because the likelihood that they will throw old beef up onto you is very high. Oh, well, you're, you're aiming so for you're aiming for just the nose. You cannot no no body shots here because I honestly I think I think like the delicate balance is such that any contact with their body would immediately <laughs> like if you even kicked him in the shins hard enough. Yes, startle I think if he stubbed his toe, he would throw up old beef everywhere. <laughs> diabolical because not only is he the physical aggressor in this situation he's turned himself into a proximity mine mm -hmm. what, kind of, what kind of like what kind of saw scenario did we just create you've just eaten a bunch of old beef you're on a trampoline and i will begin bouncing and you, you and must now you're invincible in. wait was that supposed to be saw yeah I didn't. okay that's fine yeah I think the strategy is to um, quickly encircle the person. They can't. They can't. They can't turn very fast. They're full of old beef. That's true. And then you go for the headlock, and you know, uh, they're they're already sleepy because they're full them. of old beef. Yeah. You just sort of guide them to the ground, and okay, sleep it off. 
You tranked yourself. Congratulations. I feel like I've learned a lot today already. He's hurt, Mike. He's full of old beef. <laughs> this fight's over. <laughs> um, okay, I will. Uh, I will take one that I love because it's short but sweet. This is from Wild West WX on Twitter. Two of my high school buddies got in a fist fight over a nuance in hacky sack rules. <laughs> I was not aware that fist fights and hacky sack protocol junkies were an overlapping Venn diagram of any sort. Well, Robert's rules of hacky sack is obviously... <laughs> Rob, it's no. Robbie. It's Robbie's Robbie. rules Robbie's, of hacky sack. Robbie's rules. J. Rob's rules of hacky yeah, sack. Brody. <laughs> Brody um, Naismith. <laughs> like, I don't... Isn't the whole point of hacky sack that you're going to do something vaguely physical that is in no way competitive or at all violent? Like, hacky sack is the least violent physical activity you can do. Anything right? That was, my, that was my confusion as well. <laughs> but, but. I mean, I, I, I've seen a I, lot of uh, taking pride in the uh, in, a, in, a, in a, a combo streak chain, whatever you sure. call it. Sure. Yeah. But what are, what are the, like, if I ask the three of you. What are the rules of hacky sack? I thought it was like keep it off the ground. Sure. There are numerous. Like, it's like the, kids with a balloon, right? Keep it, there are numerous keep it schools. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like different fighting styles of hacky yeah. sack. I, I, I hung out with I enough. I hung out with enough contact hacky sack. I, I hung out with enough skaters in high school to gather sure. that there are many important styles and distinctions, and like there, there is a negotiating round. What, what sort of hacky sack are we playing? Like, there's also the pothead hacky sack, where it's just like we're kicking an object because I see. I, I, I guess I, I wrongly assumed. Yeah, I yeah. wrongly assumed that was yeah, the yeah, only yeah. iteration of hacky sack. I mean, and to be clear, uh, potheads can be competitive. Sure. So you yeah, can't see, have a, a mix. That's where that's where true harmony is found. I think it's one of those sports where like, yeah, there are no rules and there's actually thirty seven unwritten rules that everybody's yeah. super passive aggressive about. Mm. Right. Right? That's why I'm not an well, anarchist, because like, that's what anarchy is, right? Like, yeah, man, <laughs> anarchy, everybody just takes care of everybody. It's like Bernie Man, there's actually three thousand different rules you have to follow. Mm. Right? Think about it like this. Football, the most complicated sport in the world. We spend yeah. hours watching it and we understand like point zero one percent of it. Or football can be throwing a ball back and forth. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, 500 is football. Thank yeah. you for putting the headline eight stabbed in ultimate Frisbee fracas in my head, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Go stay away from the ultimate You're course, welcome. man. No, now ultimate, if you told me that that devolved into some like rules fighting, I'd be like, yeah, ultimate is frequently just like people who decided they shouldn't play rugby because they can't control themselves. <laughs> well, that's absolutely my brother. But hacky sack is more like, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought billiards was too fast paced. I decided <laughs> I needed something a little more chill. I think the other thing with hacky sack is you get um you get people who like identify as chill. Yeah. And people always don't understand themselves very well. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you, got, you got people who like really advertise and broadcast their chillness, and like, uh, oh, I'm so, I'm so laid back, and it's revealed that they're not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you follow if you follow my rules for declarative humanity, that means that they're actually the most violent person in the world, right? Like, mm. yeah, you know, people just say I'm a free free spirit, I'm easygoing, I'm freewheeling. <laughs> that means that person is <laughs> the biggest control freak you've ever met. Well, see, and that actually tracks. Uh, uh, it sounds it sounds funny, but that actually tracks into common sense because why would you feel the need to state over and over again in a lot of these imagined cases that you are chill unless 
there had been an argument made against that in some point. You are either, you, for some reason in your past, you feel the need for your present self to state over again how chill you are. Something's up there. I do not have a knife. I am the, extremely chill. The chillest, the chillest thing is to this. not. I've never claimed to be chill. <laughs> the chillest thing is to not play hacky sack. Oh, and to not out. even own a hacky sack ball. To well, do yeah, nothing. It involves Prank caller. And stuff. Prank caller. Right. Yeah, right. just to play sack. Just sack out. Just sit there. Yeah, don't say, that. Don't say that. Don't. I don't want you to say that anymore. <laughs> sack. <laughs> hey, kids, we're going to play sack. To notice the resplendent light on Jason right now. Yeah, mm. it's magic hour on it. He's like a it. cat in a sunbeam. Yeah. It's it, it, early in the morning, and the sunrise comes in over here, and it's like, oh, mm. oh shit, this is too bright. And now this time of day. Luckily, it's cloudy, or I'd be blinded. <clears throat> um, let's see here. From uh, I'm a Pumpkin Doctor, you can find <laughs> it. <laughs> Whomst, you can find it, JCDPB on Twitter.com. My brother and I argued in line at Kroger about whether Shiner Holiday Cheer tasted like Christmas because we couldn't agree on a definition for what Christmas tasted like. Now, per the rules of the assignment, I'm going to assume this means Pumpkin Doctor and Brother then physically fought in Kroger over this. So we will, I we will assume... I allowed this in because the premise was so funny. Yeah. Well, I, like I this, mean... This, this was just... not listed, but I, I allowed it on that reason. I'm just going to assume a fight took place. It's Kroger. Yeah. We're going to assume somewhere. the best of you guys because you should fight over this. Yeah, if this were a Pub- literal wars have been fought over this. If this Te- were a Publix, you wouldn't fight it. If this were an HEB in Texas, they they have established procedures for that in Texas, right? Like, all right, fellas, <laughs> yo, take this rootin' tootin' argument out into the parking lot. That's happened before. But if it's Kroger, they're going to let you do anything. They'll let you strangle each other. Oh yeah, they're like, don't splash blood on the magazines. We yeah. can't resell them. <laughs> Except we Blood just, Magazine. We could, that we some of them we you take can. Them to Food Lion. We just yeah. got that prepper quarterly in. Don't get blood on it. No, that's Ta- valuable with blood. That, like, blood, blood oh, has yeah, actually, iron yeah. in it. You need that. You can sell it. You can uh, yeah. you also do just, it's DNA and stuff. And it's I just want to sick. say something controversial. Yeah? I don't think anything should taste like Christmas, because when I think about Christmas, I think about, like, pine trees. And if I want gin, I will just drink gin. I, so I would argue, if we're going historical with it, the most Christmas flavor you could get would be the old beef tray. That sounds like sleeping <laughs> in a manger to me. Like, that's Christmas as hell. You know, I'll a manger, you, what is you. it if not a beef tray? <laughs> An old beef tray, that's right. Our I'll Lord was born in a beef tray. <laughs> <laughs> I, and Jesus listen. is old beef. <laughs> and, and, and then, listen, and then the Romans roasted him what, for it. And what he did he come here old to resolve? Beef. Old beef, old in beef. fact. Old beef. Yeah. 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 The and Roman like Empire Je- itself was the old beef. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll put you and I'll put you, I'll I'll leave you sleeping like baby Jesus in that old beef tray if you eat that beef tray around me on principle. Oh. Todd, he looks like a little angel, just baby Jesus in a beef tray. <laughs> I would like to re- I would like to redo the last supper where he breaks the bread but then he passes the beef tray. It's sort of more it's of a like dip, a Philly what, a Philly last supper at this point. Oh my God, Bethlehem! Eat it, Off eat it you stupid ass! I also would like at the nativity was a stupid ass. There was a donkey Shit. right there, and it didn't it didn't talk unlike other it's donkeys. Not my tiny though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to go to the Schwarzenegger Christmas pageant. Oh boy, talk about a problematic Christmas pageant. Oh, the Kennedys aren't invited. <laughs> why, why are there so many butts involved? Why aren't you in giving this? the baby wine? <laughs> <laughs> this baby is very strong. <laughs> Extremely developed. 
Riding a muscular tiny donkey. No, I was just thinking he would make he would make the angel like suspend themselves from the ceiling, just like doing a rope climb the entire time. Uh, one one thing, Is there friend. An angel in the nativity pageant. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Talks to the magi, right? All the, sh- all the shepherds would have to strip because robes conceal swollenness. The uh, angel is the one who knocked up Mary. Oh, that's right. Friend of the program, John, actually saw it recently in California. During the he play. Was in, he was in <laughs> Santa stage. Monica, and he saw Arnold rides his bike every day on the beach in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And Arnold, he it's saw those, Arnold. He's got one of those, like, fat tire bikes. He does, right? and he saw Arnold on his morning ride. And I was like, how did you not just run after him going like, ah! I would instantly begin chasing him hollering all sorts of arnold things at him it would be and irresistible pe- and people say you are uh, you're difficult to work with yeah blow out his earphones yeah see um i would like to share one from user terminal fatigue it is brief to the point and stunning witnessed a brawl in the front row of a they might be giants show once again, I feel you, like the collection you know, of people here should exclude fighting. No, no. You know what this was? One was going, Istanbul. The other one, Constantinople. <laughs> the fucking crusades are happening. <laughs> got your Turkish delight right here, pal. We got the Put damn Byzantines and Romans warring in, in the mosh pit at the They Might Be Giants show. Maybe the problem was they were literally giants. They saw giants. Put a birdhouse they, in your They are soul, giants. <laughs> You're going to be Particle Man by the time I'm through with you. (laughs) (laughs) Triangle Man does hate Particle. (gasps) It was written. They had a fight. Mm -hmm. Particle Man. There's Particle Particle Man. Where is he? Where is he? And he looks over and he says, oh, shit. The dude from Silent Hill. Triangle Man. Going birdhouse (laughs) on your ass. Is this the silliest band to have a fight at their concert? It's up there. Raffy? Gosh, it's it's way up. Nah, because Rafi's right? got kids, and kids will fight over almost anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're like an adult could... fighting at the Rafi concert, yeah, you fucked up. Something happened. I would say Yanni, but Yanni just implies adultery. Sure. Yeah. Not no, Weird Al. He's got songs about fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, that might kick off <laughs> in the pit at a Weird Al show. I mean, you just play like Weasel Stomping Day, and it's going off. Yeah, he could, that could get pretty rowdy. I this is I the very much I like it of. being canon that every concert has a pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every concert. No what? Dina, honest to God, the way her Vegas shows have been going, you know who could really use one is Celine Dion. I would jump in there without question. So sure. it's Celine. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing the fighting. <laughs> She would also like if I could t- if I could go which diva grade singer would totally give death metal a 110% committed run for an entire song it would be Celine Dion. She would. Like she would crank it, like she would open her mouth and you'd hear like, right, that's a terrifying noise. I'm going to flip over to another concert tale from Mark Parker at Parker 45. Now, once again, I am assuming fisticuffs here, and I am assuming fisticuffs because it is funny. Um, First fight ever for me and future wife was at the Farm Aid concert, and it was because she left to get a corn dog and didn't come back with one for me. In my head, these two decided to settle it in the octagon, emerged with a mutual respect, and then decided to get married. Yeah. They didn't even know each other before this. I just want to carefully frame this so it is not an endorsement of partner violence, but <laughs> two pe- two adults coming together to settle a serious crime 
uh, a serious crime in, you know, in one of the old ways. Like, corn- because they're married, I assume that she kicked his ass at least a little. Corn dog fight. Hmm. Is it a fight over the corn dog or the principal? And which principal. one is se- which one is principal. stupider? But the principal is is less than a corn dog. The stupidest possible thing would be calling it a corny dog, which is what they call it at the Texas State Fair. Ew. Yeah. Is which it is different you... in some meaningful way? No, it's a corn dog, but they call it corny dogs because, like every state fair, every state fair claims that every food was invented at said state fair, and no state fair I feel is like bigger. Texas has than, a stronger claim to this than most of than the Texas State Fair, right? The Texas State Fair has invented sure. every kind of absolute garbage grease fire food all of them invented at the texas state fair allegedly and the guy who did it marketed his version of the corn dog which i'm sure existed for 50 years prior as a corny dog to which to me if i had a time machine instead of going back and helping humanity i would go back and punch people in the face like this guy it's like no i would call it a corny dog find something to hit him with the u.s the patent for the corn dog was filed oh, in 1927 God. and granted in 1929 for a combined it took dipping. Two years for them to decide. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Market listen. Research, testing. Um, Send us more corn dogs. We haven't yet decided yet. Was it, there a government coming. guy in a bowler who looked like William Taft who was like, "I must sample these." Here, here is here is um, here is a, a segment of the patent. I have discovered that articles of food such, for instance, as wieners, boiled ham, hard-boiled eggs, cheese, sliced peaches, pineapples, bananas, and like fruit, and cherries, dates, figs, strawberries, etc., when impaled on sticks and dipped in batter, which includes in its ingredients a self-rising flour and then deep-fried in a vegetable oil, the resultant food product on a stick for a handle is a clean, wholesome, and tasty refreshment. No, wholesome. Yes. it is neither clean nor wholesome. Tasty is up. <laughs> Listen, I can only conclude that the, that the holder of this patent was the very hungry caterpillar based on the amount of shit that they put in. At first he fried one plum, then he fried one peach, then he fried yes, two on hot page, dogs. Listen, on page four, Carl the very was... hungry caterpillar has a heart attack. Then he fried R. Big Tech. Carl, but I feel like he would really like where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. And then I set Big Tech's on fire. Correct, Jason. Spencer, go right ahead. I want to go ahead and go to Bad Rooster Fly, a.k.a. Chance, which is argument last to this day between myself and a few of my fraternity brothers over whether or not our friend could defeat a mountain lion in hand-to-hand combat. See why you picked this one. Mm-hmm. The statement... I could definitely bench more than a mountain lion was made at one point in complete sincerity. Bench, so no unpack. shit. Let's unpack. <laughs> this is, is the, 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 the assumption that fighting is about benching. What the fuck? That, <laughs> first of all, the idea of a mountain lion being like, mm, yeah, bro, it's chest day. Hold on. Like spot these claws spot on the me. Spot me. The idea of a cat lying on its back on a bench. Wrapping its like... paws around the bar. First of all, everybody knows that mountain lions prefer inclined bench. Everybody yeah. knows that. You see, inclined's actually better for you, Ryan. <laughs> I can explain to you about the angle. But you see, 
flat bench is not actually good for pectoral <laughs> development because what you want is that well, shelf across the top, right? Obviously, like, you know, a mountain power, maybe lion the bench, prefers know. an incline. That's mountain. right. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah. There it yeah, is. they're doing they go, the, they what is it, the salmon pull-up? Yeah, they're doing the salmon pull-ups. That's how they prepare themselves to like fling themselves out of trees at their prey. Just seeing a mountain, just seeing a mountain lion on the bench and some dude over it going, quit arching, bitch. Quit arching. That's, no. Yeah, that's what started the fight. Quit that power lift and shit. Man, I feel like we hear a lot of these arguments and not enough about whether or not anybody decides to find out. I, I, have, a, I have a link from Outside Magazine. How a man killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. It was Ooh, like a team mountain lion. Was this the small one? I yeah. don't know. Because it was a. Maybe it was, it was. All right. So there was a guy who you was killed a baby mountain lion. It was like yeah. Oh yeah, younger woman. than a year old. That's fucked up. Yeah, and it was like starving. It was. That yeah, it was kind of never even been to the gym. Yeah. yeah but yeah, bro, he was still on push. He was still on body weight. He wasn't even through his first cycle of starting strength. <laughs> Mountain lion just pushed the bar. No weights, and you're out here bragging about yeah. defeating it. No, he's not. That is not the case that I think is actually the impressive. I kicked a mountain lion's I knew ass. This is going to derail us, and I'm so happy it is. All right, 2007. Yeah, California, in the Prairie Creek Redwoods, on a ten at the tail end of a 10 mile hike. When the Pac-12 still mattered. When the Pac-10 still matters. Sorry, apologies. Uh, when was that? The lion pounced on Jim Ham at the tail end of the hike. Jim Ham. Jim Ham. Jim spell. H a m m. G y y m. G e m h a m. The mountain lion. The mountain lion sitting there in like large predator court, going. The man's name was Ham. How could I not? So he uh, he was attacked. The seventy-year-old man. Uh, was pinned down, face down on the trail. Nell Ham, his wife, screamed at the lion, Wait, grabbed a branch. What's her name? Nell Ham. Nell Ham. Nell, will you make me the happiest ham man? Nellum. <laughs> um, she started beating the crap out of the mountain lion with the stick. That did nothing. And she, she grabbed a pen from her husband's pocket wow. and stabbed the mountain lion in the goddamn eye. And broke it off. Okay. Yeah. And Odin then she picked lines. up the branch again, slammed it into his face. <laughs> the animal stepped back and looking uh, badass. And mm-hmm. yeah, looking bad with the pen. <laughs> looking good, Not bro. With a rakish piratical charm. He's like, yeah. How am I gonna bench with this pen in my eye? This is, <laughs> gonna miss Fuck, I'm never gonna be a pilot now. Fuck Yeah. I guess we're going into bodybuilding instead. <laughs> Those are the two jobs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> gonna go That's all be they a, let mountain lions do these days. Going to be a mountain lion pirate. <laughs> My little eye patch. Pirate and, or pilot? That's it. Yeah, so Nelham, Nelham managed to fend off a mountain lion with nothing more than a stick and a pen that she jabbed into the goddamn eye of a large mountain lion. Mom, why do you always carry all that shit in your purse? I, I, I <laughs> hope she right. points to this article from now until the end of time. That's right. <laughs> I, by but the also, way, I hope uh, I, I kind of hope that y'all are eaten by mountain lions. Sorry. Who? <laughs> Who is the y'all here? Never, I guess we'll find continue. out. Okay. Let's continue. Let's continue. Who's next? I think I think it's my turn. Um, I think it's Ryan. 
I am going to go to this one from Roy Donk at Big Old Mud Pie. St. <laughs> Louis. Respect, Roy. It only gets dirtier. St. Louis 2014. The Rams were three and six and last in the division. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside a bar waiting on my Uber where I saw a guy drunkenly berate his buddy for not believing that they'd make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) By the time my ride arrived, they were beating the stuffing out of each other on the curb. St. Louis Rams 2014. Yeah. The Rams failed. Huh. Yeah. It will shock you who co- who coached this team. Jeff Fisher. Not one of his better years. Six and ten finished last in the division. Uh, Aaron Donald was on that team, though, so I that's I just feel fun. older than God because what do you mean Aaron Donald was in the league in 2014? So it looks yeah. like from that point on, after the, the fight, they went uh, three and four. So <laughs> Oh, wow. Not, you guys made it worse. Not inspired. Yeah. Things I'm trying to. to so, so this is if this would have been. What week for them? Week nine? This was November uh, November, November 2nd? Ish. Okay, so it's either after they beat the 49ers, which which beating up your friend after the, your team wins is truly demented, or after they lost the next week to the Cardinals. Which yeah, it was I after the make... 31-14 loss to the Cardinals. Um, I would like to remind you that the Rams only stayed in St. Louis for one more year after that. Yeah, yeah, they, they had, had to, to get away from these guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just like, you don't believe in our bad team. Is such a specific reason. Like, what what a reason to have to defend the honor of the three and six St. Louis Rams. Yeah, this was a pretty bad team. They'd been blown out a few times, and all their wins were by one score each at that point. <laughs> so... <laughs> Who's the quarterback at this at this point on the Rams? It's Bradford, isn't it? Is it? Well, I I don't know if he's hurt. That's why I'm asking. He's probably the quarterback. Oh, he was hurt <clears throat> for a game or two. Uh, he was injured in preseason, so the quarterback would have been either Austin Davis or Sean Hill. Sean Hill, yeah. So so you so somebody beat up another person who dared to suggest that Sean Hill would not lead. <laughs> Okay. I just want to make sure we're, we all understand. An undrafted Maryland mm. quarterback. That's fucking great. Playing for Jeff Fisher on the Rams. That's fucking wonderful. But now God. I'm just sad. Um, I can make you feel better. Please do. Mm, not confident, this, but go ahead. This no. anecdote from... Oh, boy. Leo the Giant Slore. <laughs> you can just read his at. Yeah, at the Tony... At, the real Tony Leo. God, I hope so. The guys next door to me in the barracks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> fought over a ham sandwich. Yes. <laughs> they fought through the bathroom and into my room, then out of the hallway. They old boy did. <laughs> they totally, fucking, they fought like the Girl Scouts in airplane. Like they the are all over the bar. Daredevil fight scene. The hallway fight scene. I One was of them holding the sandwich. <laughs> I was thinking like, of Blazing Saddles specifically, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'm was picturing one of them has the sandwich, yeah. and like whoever is winning the fight at that moment possesses the sandwich, but it's being ripped from hand to hand. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I don't know if it's wait. funnier if it's tearing to pieces or if it's not. It's it, it's better. It started when one guy was about to take a hit out, or uh, hey, take a bite, a bite out of his sandwich, and his roommate slapped it out of his <laughs> hands. I just see like diving across the room, like. Oh, 
So this fight started in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. I really want to believe that the no, ham they said, sandwich. They said through the bathroom. Fought yeah. Through the bathroom. I, I'm okay. This is like bedrooms or barracks connected by a ba- like a communal bathroom. Yeah. So this might have been this might have been from their room through the bathroom into the next room and then into the hallway. Over a ham sandwich. Now, this doesn't say these are Marines, but don't They're you Marines. worry, folks. We have a Marine story coming up. I mean, it doesn't say whether these were Marines. I have my suspicions. I so could the see guys being... next door. The bathroom would be next door. <laughs> so that would mean the fight. Oh, so this that would indicate further. the fight started in the bathroom because the bathroom would be next door. Oh, I thought they meant that he so the... that they that they transitioned through the bathroom en route to his room. This is like the I weirdest game of I think that would be a logical reading. I think that would be a very logical reading, but if you take it very literally, the guys were next door, and the next door would be the bathroom. So one of these fellows was eating a ham sandwich in a bathroom, and... <laughs> I know, I was trying any to any right-thinking that, person would, uh, Ryan, would... wouldn't it be fucked up if this guy's name was Colonel Mustard? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how much shit would you take if your actual name was Colonel Mustard? That would suck so bad. None, ever. The thing is... That's that's where, like, the Percy Harvin rule comes in. You don't fight the dude named Colonel Mustard if he's made it to Colonel in the army with a last name of Mustard. Mm -mm. Well, also... I thought thought this this was going to be a Catch-22 thing where he has the rank of Colonel, but also his literal name is Colonel Mustard. Or he's Sergeant Colonel. Sergeant Colonel Mustard. You don't fight Colonel Colonel Mustard because he might kill you with a candlestick in a library. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about slapping a ham sandwich out of somebody's hands. You either have to have a very good reason for doing it, like it's poisoned or it's like a religious relic of great value and worth. Or you have to have no reason. Like there's no like medium range here where it's like, well, I kind of had a reason. It's either I was fucking with you or this is the reincarnated Christ and I didn't want you to eat him. The second one is by far my personal preference. Yeah. I mean, the, the no reason at all one. Well, it's yeah. already established that Jesus is beef, not so. Sure, sure. Yeah, it can't happen. Sorry. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> From Sparkles, Robbie Sparkles, Leftwich Sparkles. I assume those are emojis, but that's how it appears in spreadsheet. Nope, just, just reading. Just, just, yeah. just reading. Just reading the card. Um, saw a near fist fight over whether a particular Star Wars novel. I wish I remembered which one. Probably one of the original <laughs> Thrawn trilogy. I'm gonna guess you're probably right, Robbie. Uh, was considered quote unquote literature. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Discuss. And if if it's Thrawn, I think everyone on the internet will say, "Well, well yeah, of course." So I, I, just, <laughs> I feel like the internet is with you on this one. Like it's one thing when we do this shit on Twitter because everything we do on Twitter is a waste of time to begin with, and it's just like it's only trained us to have bad opinions and fight over them. But to actually do this in real life is just like, <sighs> hey, buddy, I was born to have bad opinions and fight over them. Go I balls. think the I I love the uh, the status we give to the word literature that just means yeah. books yeah, there's that all kinds teachers of bad like. Literature. Yeah, is that like yeah? Does that just mean like uh, things I have to read slowly? Is it, that I all? mean it just means um, books you buy and then set somewhere. That's How it. rich do you think you'd have to be to get like a Thrawn book put on like the AP Lit exam? Like, not that rich. I bet the amount of money really? would disappoint. I bet it would disappoint you. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's a goal. That's why I'm more interested in it. Let's do Is it. Is this yeah. why we're going to take over school boards? 
This honestly, we do, school boards could do a lot worse. This is this is one of the less destructive ideas we've had. That's what I'm saying. This is how we're going to sort of uh, gum up the works. Yeah, with our yeah. shutdown full pack. I'm just going to make an energy drink empire, and then I'm going to write a series of Star Wars Star Wars novels where they uh-huh. all drink the energy are, drinks. Are constantly. they licensed? No. Okay. And they, they, <laughs> Then I'm going to get the Tennessee school board. I'm right. I'm going to go to Tennessee and I'm going to pay off everybody, right? Sure. Yep. And I'm going to get a Tennessee school board. Yep. To approve my energy drink endorsement <laughs> plan, right? Like these books are just huge ads. It'll be like it'll be like it'll be like Obi Wan pulled out his lightsaber and took a swig of his. You know, antsy boy energy drink. Throndo. Right? We're calling it Throndo. Throndo. Yeah, he took an enormous <laughs> swig of his Throndo energy drink <laughs> and was like, ah, with the power of Throndo, I will defeat the dark side. With, and with I, will my... read these, I will read these slowly keep in this going, exact fashion going, at these going. school board meetings. Yeah, right? sure. And I will yeah. pay all of them a pitiful sum of money, right? These people mm-hmm. could be bought off with like $70. They'd be like, I think it's a good idea to put Throndo in there. The Battle of Throndo, Volume 2 in the Throndo Trilogy, I think it needs to go into our schools. Yep. So Obi-Wan receives his mental boost. And thank you. I think, um, so like in the 90s, I I think you literally could have done this and it wouldn't have been difficult at all. Because like, George Lucas really likes money. Now it's going to be more of a challenge because um, of Disney. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I think the what about Babylon Five? Can we do that? Well, there's Probably that. Yes. <laughs> we'll just call it say, Babylon Six. <laughs> I was going to say just straight up call it Star Wars literature right up top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they yep. feel bad for telling you to to knock it off. A parody. It's a parody. <laughs> All right. Fair, parody account. I'm going to take this ramp of both novelizations and uh, pick up the thread of the military and go over to Benji the Kid yes. at Benji SC30. Oh, boys, the Marines are back. What's Jonesy going to stick his dick in this time? <laughs> in Iraq with the Marine Corps. <laughs> Two guys got into a... Now, give me a second when I finish this, okay? Because I have a theory. Two guys got into a fight over who got to read the book Lone Survivor first. <laughs> now... If you don't know what book I'm talking about, go ahead and look this up. We will wait. But in my head, this is not the original book. This is a novelization of the Mark Wahlberg movie sure. that they made out of the book. Sure. <laughs> literature. Just, yeah. That's literature. Oh, my God. So there's one no copy? Further, I have no further. It's called Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so there, there's a lone copy of Lone Survivor, and both of these gentlemen want to be the first to read it. Yes. And then I assume they would wish to destroy it so that the other cannot become the Lone Survivor. Oh, shit, I hadn't thought about that. I don't know if the Lone Survivor book is a how-to manual. We, we can't know until you read it, and if you're the second to read it, then you, it might already be too late. Hmm. Hey, Jason, you've got another literature one in here, don't you? Do I? You do from Prescott you, Bishop. Yeah. yeah. Around. You've, ah. got, you've got the real good one. From Wild West WX on Twitter, Prescott Bishop. Uh, classmates at my fundamentalist middle school. All right, here we go. Scream fighting <laughs> over whether or not Harry Potter was real life satanic magic. All right. Let's uh, go. I, 
I know when you went to middle school, Prescott, it was before 9-11. Because after 9-11, these people stopped giving a shit about Harry Potter, and they trained all the energy on people from a certain part of the world. The 90s were nothing but fundies uh, training all this energy on everything in sight because the Cold War had ended, and they were desperate for villains. And they found it in a 11-year-old British boy. I, and whatever. Um and then, yeah, and then just within a couple of years, they completely forgot about it. I This is funny. Uh, for I, I was researching something um, a, a few months ago, and it, it's Christianity Today, all right? It's like the Time Magazine of Evangelicals. I was looking through it for references to Harry Potter. So it's funny I was assigned this. Um, and in articles up until 9-11, Harry Potter is described as evil, nefarious. This is, uh, this is a gateway to Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering and all sorts of evil things. 9-11 happens. A year later, movie review of Harry Potter. Delightful family fair. So, there you have it. When you said, when you said they were going to blame it all on one 11-year-old British boy, I wanted to jump in and just go, Neville. It was Neville. Neville Longbottom, oh, yeah. Neville killed the snake. Typical. No, I don't even mean Neville Longbottom. Okay. I just mean some, like, Someone oh, a Neville. random. A Neville. Just a Neville. Yeah. You know, just like Neville from, like, Bournemouth. Like, Neville. Oh, I accept that completely. Yeah. I am Typical not Neville. like deeply steeped in the Harry Potter lore, but oh, the magic you've got doesn't. A daughter, just wait. I know, but the magic doesn't seem interesting enough to be satanic. Like, it's if that's magic. all Satan can do, like, I'm not real worried about that battle between good and evil. If he's just that's like, a, look, a... I can summon things, but only yeah, simple the, ones. The idea is it's a gateway. That's it. These are the same people uh, who. These are the same people who are terrified of yoga. Okay. How do they feel about close-up magic? <laughs> there are Let's Christian probably, illusionists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be like a the the the, uh, the Arrested Development joke about illusionists. I'm, yeah. you know, I guarantee you they got that. <laughs> sure, <laughs> they got that from youth group ministry. Sure, yeah, really. Yeah, if you Google Christian illusionists right now, page after page after page after page Ooh. of guys saying it's not magic. So you can hire us. Right. Excellent. There is like a satanic Hogwarts, but it probably rocks too hard <laughs> to be discussed. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, yeah, these kids have so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have the sickest outfits. They have the best parties. Dismal academic performance, but nobody cares. Their skin Fine. is so clear. Their hair is bouncy. It is. It's awesome. It's in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Hot, it always comes back to hot weather goths with you, doesn't it? It does. It'd be hot weather goths. would be like, yeah, where'd Satanic Hogwarts be? It'd be in someplace <laughs> dismal and cold, right? Or it'd be in like, in a cave. No, you're like, no, Orlando. more committed than hot weather goths. We've established this. It'd be in Orlando. Uh, so it's UCF. <laughs> it's UCF. UCF is oh. evil Hogwarts. UCF is evil. Evil is skate Hogwarts. <laughs> Stephen Godfrey's antenna are twitching right now, and he does not know why. He'll be extremely keep, pleased when he finds I, out. I just keep making them sound awesome, though. Like satanic, <laughs> yeah. like the Hail Satan Hogwarts <laughs> in yeah. Orlando. Skateboard it's like a Quidditch. big skate park. <laughs> Do they have mighty feasts with floating candles? And you're like, nah, it's like a Chipotle no, kind of arrangement. They steal things from the mall food court. Fuck you. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Look at this. It's a cookie cake made for somebody named Brenda. We just ruined her fucking birthday. <laughs> You got the uh, so when you walk into uh, Satanic Hogwarts at UCF, you have to de- learn which frat you're going to, which is determined by the sorting visor. <laughs> <laughs> they learn Avada Kedavra on like day one. That's all they. They're like, "What do you do? <laughs> Fatal spells day one." <laughs> can you guys like? Can you do things like convert toadstools to tomatoes? No, but we got that killing shit down. We yeah. learned that like sick day one. We learned. Don't we learned say it, turn- bro. 
Don't yeah. say it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I just watched the Tyson Fury fight. I'm so amped. <laughs> Like, I put no, a piece no. of my soul in my PlayStation. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my Horcrux is a fake cartridge. <laughs> I have one more. It's from at Robity. I got sucker punched at a bar by an astonishingly drunk man for taking his hat. He accused me of stealing his hat. I explained we had the same baseball hat and that his was on his head. And he decked me. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your fucking I, business. I hope that this man realized that he was wrong and punched the guy anyway. I hope he. Yeah, I hope he really. I think that's what happened. I think you made me feel. B- you made me feel bad. <laughs> that's all Why? it is. Why are you embarrassing me? This you calling a, me dumb? This is, a, this is a, you're not the boss of me. Punch. Uh, smart Alec. Huh? I see you eyeing my hat. <laughs> Why should you have two hats? That's selfish. <laughs> I had this hat first. Then you walk in with it. Because <laughs> I like you I like stole my it. hat and put another hat on my head. And you're gonna steal that one too. You it's cloned my hat. It's the Indians' fault too for being on our land when we got there. <laughs> oh my God! I just like I love the commitment here. I just like that he's like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Stick, yeah. stick to your guns. Yeah. I, I already decided Finish to just the drill. I already decided I'm punching this guy. The drill. I wonder so I if I have to go from theft to mockery. I just have to be like, well, now you're making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no uh, retract button. Yeah, it's like a video game animation. You can't stop. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm already punching you. Where are yeah, you? Yeah, no, this cuts. I can't. I, I can't get out of this punch. Scene. <laughs> Strong <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the um, theory on the part of the puncher is that these hats were swapped. And oh, you're trying, uh-uh, uh-uh. sure. That's you still my hat. Me. Not catching me in none of your devilish traps. <laughs> you know, old Frank. Once he starts winding up, like he has the cartoon wind up to the punch, right? Like he's windmilling, and he's like, "Sorry, all right, I got eight windmills in. Yep, Nine yep. and ten are coming. <laughs> be, be ashamed to waste this wind up." <laughs> 